Welcome to TTELT, Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers. I'm your host today, Peter Edwards, and today I am here with another board member, Beth Trudell. Beth, how are you today? I'm great today. Thank you so much. It's good to see you. So, <laughs> it's great to see you too, always. Um, it's great to, to have you here today. And what have you got for us today? I know you've got some uh, great tips about facilitation and things. Can you tell us what you're here to talk with us about today? I shall. I'll tell you that I'm doing a, my podcast is about back to basics, basics for the classroom. And the first thing I think of is facilitation skills. But what made me really think of this was a colleague, somebody you and I work with, Eileen Hale, asked me the other day, what was it that made you change your teaching process and make it what it is today? Tell me something that really changed your teaching practice. So I thought about all the great workshops I went to, all the wonderful teachers I've observed, and articles I wrote. And what popped into my head was some great advice I received from Elizabeth Singer when I first started teaching. And Elizabeth Singer said that um, a climate of warmth and empathy in the classroom could be the single most important factor in determining how well your students learn. I'm mm. going to repeat that. The climate of warmth and empathy could be the single most important factor in determining how well your students learn. Oh, well, that's fascinating. Um, Tell us a, a bit more about that and how you've incorporated that into your teaching life. Right, so what it, it led me to is that creating a comfortable learning environment is so, so important, more important than anything else. So what I did was I started a list of facilitation skills that I learned from other teachers. I learned, like I said, from articles, from things I experienced with my own students of what worked and what didn't work so well for me. And this list started growing. And then I started doing workshops on facilitation skills and I got good feedback from the participants. So I have really focused on that in my teaching practice. And so I'm going to share four of those skills. We don't have enough time to share the whole list, and maybe we could do that in workshop in the future. But I'm going to Great. do four today. Okay, please get us started. Great. Great. These four are on reinforcement. So Peter, instead of you asking me a question, I have a question for you. What does okay. reinforcement mean to you? Well, that's a good question. And just off the top of my head, um, the idea obviously of re is to be repeating something to make it stronger. And uh, we all need practice, practice, practice. So when you say reinforcement, I, I just think, let's do it again and make it a little better. Let's do it again and make it a little better. And you know, you mentioned the word strengthening, making it stronger. And that's, that's exactly what I had in mind, as strengthening. When we reinforce our students, we're strengthening their confidence. 
We're making them feel good about what they say. They're not afraid to talk in class, to take a risk, mm -hmm. to say something mm -hmm. new and different. And that's what mm -hmm. we want. So mm -hmm. these four are about strengthening our students' confidence. So okay. thank you <laughs> for mentioning that. <laughs> so the first one, the first one is reinforce everyone who makes a statement, but please reinforce equally. I like that. So the equal status, I like that very much. Tell us a little I bit know. more. You know, Peter, if, I, if you were my student and I said to you, you gave a response to a question and I said, great, that's very nice, Peter. Thanks for responding. And then let's say Fareed stood up and Fareed said something and I said, my gosh, Fareed, that's the best answer I've heard in a long time. Great, great, great. Now, how would you feel, Peter, if I did that? Well, even though I like my buddy over there, I'd feel a little bit like, hey, why does he get more praise than I get? Exactly. And maybe you would feel a little discouraged and not willing to speak again. And I know it's hard because some students come up with these brilliant statements and you want to recognize that, but recognize mm -hmm. it privately. Mm -hmm. When you are in the classroom, everybody gets not exact same words, but the same level of reinforcement. And I found that my struggling students, when they got a nice response, just as good as the one next door to them, they really responded to this. So that's something, that's why I made it number one on my list. I feel it's important. I like and, it. Thank you. And the next one is reinforce good thinking, not just right answers. Tell us a little more about that one as well. Yeah. You know, we tend to be looking for that answer that's in our head. Okay. Or there's a right answer. So you know, I had a student one time, we were working on paragraphs and, you know, the idea of a topic sentence and everything referring back to the topic sentence. He had this sentence in his paragraph that was beautiful. There was subject verb agreement. There were two parts to it. He even threw in a comma. And I was like, but the sentence had nothing to do with the topic sentence. Now, what am I going to say to him? Am I going to say, no, that's wrong? You know, it's a beautiful statement. So I reinforce that. I reinforce that. Look what you've done, all the good points of that sentence. And I say, let's do a little work on that to make it refer back to the topic sentence. I don't want to discourage him from writing sentences like that, or that he just plunks down his pen and say, no more for me. So I think that if our students come up with something you know, one time I, I was talking with a group of students and we were doing this little fun activity of I am a good because it was to prepare for um, an argument and I am good because and everybody was like, I'm a good student. I'm a good daughter. And he said, I'm a good dreamer because I have a great imagination. And it was like, wow. And everybody kind of looked at him like that's not what we're doing. But in reality, it was what we're doing. And so mm. that was good thinking, good creative thinking. So watch out for those good thinking opportunities and not labeling them as wrong. I like that. That's something I need to remember. 
as, as teachers, and I'm guilty of this, we so often are looking for that right answer that we just keep holding on to, to that and looking only for that and, and do forget to, to highlight the good thinking. That's a great point. Thank you, Beth. You know, and, and sometimes we go through the classroom and it's like, no, 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 that's not the answer. And then somebody pops up with it and we go, hooray. But you know, if you're looking for one answer, sometimes it's just better to give them the answer um, if there's one solid answer. But anyway, I do think, watch out for those good, the different thinking in the classroom. I like it, I Next like it. One mm -hmm. is a simple, simple one. Don't ignore any comment. Now, Peter, how do you feel if you're at a friend's home for dinner and you say something and nobody responds? Nobody even nods their head, no response. How do you feel? Well, I feel I'm not gonna take that risk again and I'll just sit there <laughs> quietly and do nothing. If nobody cares, then why should I say anything? And I'll feel kind of down about it. Yeah, you know, I had a teacher who used to call that a plop. It would just plop right down on the table and nothing would happen with it. So it doesn't matter what the students say. You know, it's thank you for asking. You, you know, if they say I need a break, thanks for bringing that up. I should have given you a break earlier. You know, don't let any comment go unmentioned. It's really, really important. Uh, that's yeah. nice. It's, it's, uh, it's, it, I think that that goes just beyond the classroom, beyond teaching. It's, it's just a really nice thing to, to say to another human being is to just acknowledge what they've said. That's really nice. I like that. Exactly. And if you watch your students or your friends on the phone, they're constantly responding. Mm -hmm, yes. Oh, wow. That happened. You know, they constantly do it. They don't leave mm -hmm. any comment left on set. So I like that too. So I said there were four, there is one more. And that is reinforce the whole group after an activity or a group effort. One of the things I want my students to do that they're kind of wary about is to like working in groups and enjoy it mm -hmm. and get positive feedback from the teacher about it. So, you know, after they're working in groups, I'll say, oh, you did such a great job today working with each other. Each and every one of you really put forth an effort. I really enjoyed hearing your comments and how you helped. And I'll say something like how you helped each other out or, mm -hmm. you know, how you helped someone with this or, you know, just so that, oh, we get positive feedback and points for working in a group nicely together. And I'll point mm -hmm. out something each and every group did. I'll make a note of it. I wish I could be like a Montessori teacher and have a recording that I could record them in. But I make a note of all the good things that each group is doing. And I'll point that out at the end. And then we all clap for them. Ah, that's great. Oh, I love these ideas of reinforcement, Beth. Uh, and wow, they can really slip by you as a teacher. It's a tough job up there. And uh, it's, it's easy to forget those things because you're looking at the lesson and the points that you want to make. And then you forget to do that reinforcement. These are such valuable tips. Thank you so much, Beth. And you know, they've really helped me relate to my class, focus more on them instead of what's in my lesson plan. And it's helped me 
have more students speaking in the classroom, which I like. And mm -hmm. I'm, there's a quote from Brophy that I really believe in. I really love Brophy. He's a really great um, author on motivation. He says that um, students are able to focus their energies on learning without becoming distracted by fear of embarrassment or failure. I think one thing, right, we don't want our students to be afraid to say something. We don't want them to ever feel humiliated or embarrassed or like they didn't do well. So that's why I think facilitation skills are so important. And I think I will, and after going over these, maybe in the future doing a workshop on all the different facilitation skills, that might be fun. Oh, that would be Awesome, yes, I, I would definitely join that workshop, Beth. These are such valuable skills, uh, tips, uh, quotes that you've given us. That's great, great stuff for us. Is there any last thing that you'd like to say before we end up? Okay, I'm gonna throw in a bonus, a bonus point that maybe not, not about reinforcement. You know, one of the things that I have found that makes such a difference is being there for my students when they walk in the room. Hello, how are you? Oh, look, new shoes. Oh, look, new this. Oh, great, it's good to see you again today. And not writing on the board, not shuffling papers, not sitting at a desk, waiting for them to sit down. Being there to greet my students. And then at the end of the class, saying goodbye telling them how much I enjoyed working with them that day and how I was looking forward to seeing them again the next day. And that I, you know, they did such a great job. I can't wait to see them again. So hello, goodbye. It doesn't hurt, it helps. Oh, it's so simple and so easily forgotten. Thanks for reminding us of that, Beth. It's, I, I'm again guilty. We get so busy, we're tired teachers sometimes, and we forget those simple but very, very important things. Thank you so much, Beth Trudell, for joining us uh, today. And we would like to thank everybody for joining us in this episode of TTELT and brought to you, of course, by Educators Worldwide. And please follow, like, and subscribe to TTELT on your social media and try some of these or any of our teaching tips in your next classes. And please let us know how they work. Thank and you all so much. And thank you, Beth. Uh, yes, please, Beth, is there something else? Yes, I'm gonna ask for my um, email address to be posted at the end. And then you can always send me an email if you tried it and how it worked, or if you want some help trying some things. That's excellent. Thanks so much for giving us all that opportunity uh, to continue the dialogue about all of these important things. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we'll see you again on another episode of Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers. Always look at us for on us uh, at ttelt.org. Thank you.